This is Daizenshu EX, the podcast, episode 10 for the week of January 22nd, 2006. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode, what is this, 10? <laughs> Good going there. Yes, it's episode 10 of Daizenshu EX, the podcast. I do know where I am and what's going on. We're in the double digits. My name is Michael Labrie, perhaps... You may, possibly, in another dimension, know me as Vegito EX. And with me again is Mary. Hello. Yo. And missing, randomly again, is Julian. He is in Hiroshima somewhere. He was actually just IMing me a second ago. Yeah, so he's not completely lost. I think he's having lunch. I I don't know. He started having a conversation with himself on AIM, and I just kind of ignored him because I was getting ready for this. So I'm actually supposed to know what he's doing right now, but I don't. So forget about Julian. We have a guest this week. Right. Yeah. With us this week, drumroll. Caster Troy. Hey, Hey, guys. What is up? Hey, nothing much. Just being on the podcast. Coughing. (coughs) I'm a little (laughs) sick, so... Now, I, I gotta say, I don't know what I should refer to you as. Should I call you Caster, or should I call you Ryan? It doesn't really matter, but maybe Caster's fine. Okay. <laughs> I no. mean, like, everyone in real life at cons calls me Caster. Yeah, I know. See, that. That, that's the thing. I've noticed that. We actually have met. We met, what, two years ago, finally? Yeah, we did. Was that AWA... AWA... Nine? I don't ten. remember. Or was it ten? I don't know the numbers. I'm I awful. Know. I just go by years. Oh, I just remember it was AWA 2004. Well, that works for me, then. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess we should say who you are and what you do, because... <laughs> you you haven't had a site for a little bit now, so people might not actually know that you had a site. We're getting pretty old school with this episode. We are. So let's see how many people in the audience. We're kicking they get it. brownies if they remember. We're the kicking it second generation here. So I know you, I think, and I still always will, know you as Vegeta Insane. Yes. <laughs> so how did Vegeta Insane get started, and when was this? Because I don't even remember. Um, I think it was like the beginning of 1999. Um I wanted to make a, let's see, I originally wanted to make a Dragon Ball Z sound site where I had, you know, just recordings of the dub, you know, like the dialogue, some of the music, but, you know, I just tossed that idea out the window, so I kind of wanted to begin a Vegeta fan site, like a shrine, so I came up with some ideas, and, you know, decided to make a Vegeta comedy site called Vegeta Insane, so I finished the site in five days, and, and Got it up on the GeoCities website <laughs> server. My memories I, of the page was like a white background, I think, with a crazy-looking Vegeta face like, on the front. I remember the font. It was like blue and yellow, I think. Yeah. I and think it looked the like word art. On the left was blue, I think. Yeah. And I think the first website I submitted my link to, I think, was your site. No Back shit. when it was Vegeta's homepage. <laughs> We're going to have to do some um, archive.org researching. No! <laughs> That's how we find out our old, uh, our old layouts from back in the day. Because we're old and we can't remember I things. I did that back in the past? No way. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, how embarrassing. <laughs> well, later the site turned into, and I love saying this, Ginga Giri Giri. Yes, based off Movie 9's Japanese title. Yeah. Um, I wanted to change the site from Vegeta Insane to an all-Dragon Ball um, website. So now that I had hosting from Planet Namek and I abused their bandwidth a lot, <laughs> I decided to turn it into an all-Dragon Ball site with media, 
called Ginga Giri Giri. Well, I thought the name was pretty unique, and but I also like left Vegeta insane as part of Ginga Giri, right? So it wouldn't be gone. That was cool because I, I loved when that came out. It, it was kind of I don't know wacky and fun, and yeah, it was just cool. It's probably one of the first of its kind. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> just a, it was like a general Dragon Ball site, but insane. Vegeta yeah. insane? No, no pun intended. But. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking about first of its kind. You weren't necessarily one of the first AMV creators with Dragon Ball, but you were pretty close towards. I don't know if you were like end of first generation, beginning of second generation. It's hard to define generations because, like, I'm not really sure. I'd yeah. say first generation. But yes, then... I wasn't really into it back then. In fact, I really hated it back then. So I didn't pay attention to it. You knew Particle Man. I did know Particle, but that doesn't <laughs> count because Dwayne Johnson wasn't like a site owner. I guess. I'm I'm talking about the era with like Danny Pooh and Neo Gohan and Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then that's 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 all I know. So okay. yeah, that's pretty much yeah, the <laughs> DBZ MV community back then. I guess you got a site, you did videos. What happened to the site? Oh boy, let's see. The deal, um there's this thing called bandwidth and I kind of abused a lot of it. <laughs> so, <clears throat> oh because since I had a lot of videos on, I think I did over three hundred gigs a month for Planet Namek. Yeah, that sounds about so right. They pretty much kicked me off after six months. Oh. So then I got another web host, I think CVGNet then. They kicked me off, but, but they <laughs> let me back on without the media and then they kicked me off again. And so we had to move again to another host. I forgot what it was called, but I hated them. <laughs> oh, And then they kicked us off again after five months. I said, okay, this is it's over. I quit. Yeah. You know, I can't blame you for that at all. It was depressing. It's, tough it's depressing to log on to your site saying, this site has passed its bandwidth. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please contact the owner. Or in our case, going to the address and seeing, like, porn advertisements. Oh, gosh. Yeah, rude awakening in those early 2000s when you realize bandwidth doesn't grow on trees anymore. We thought it did. Yeah. It used to. <laughs> and then came the uh, the crash of 2000 where we all... Damn internet bubble. Yeah. Yes. I'm bitter. All bitter right. and angry. So it's, actually gone, it's actually gone a little better now, but True. I just don't have the motivation to put a site up anymore. I don't blame you for that either. Yeah. Well, let's take a step back now. We've talked about what you did, but how did you get into it in the first place? Well, like most people, I caught one a Dragon Ball Z episode during the first season of uh, of its syndication. Um, I I wasn't really into it to be honest. But then it wasn't until you know like '98 when it moved on to Cartoon Network, and then you know I, I caught it after school, and then you know then like that's when I was getting hooked on it. Then you know, I came home. I, I wanted to get home from school every day just to watch Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, that works. I mean, we got into it. Mary got into it with the original Dragon Ball. Only barely. So you kind of got this one up It's kind of more of an, in a negative way. It was like, what the hell am I seeing? <laughs> All right, TV. well, fine. For us cool guys, it okay, was DBZ. Fine. So. Get the Dragon Ball. <laughs> Get the Dragon, dragon ball. ball. I love that song. I do, too. And Rock the Dragon rocks my pants off. It was cool. Yeah. All right, before we sound like the most nerdiest dub fans on the face of the planet, <laughs> let's get into some news for the week. And when I say that, I expect to hear some real cool, like, weekend update news music in the background, but I don't have any. So I'll just go like, we have news. And it's all video game news. I don't understand how week after week there is more video game news. I don't either. How old is this franchise? And there's still video games coming out. And there's new video game news and rumors every single day, it seems like. 
That's astonishing to me. Dragon Ball Z revival in Japan. I know. Yes. Yeah, and it's almost you know, all it's Japanese. Like revival here. <laughs> all right, first bit of news. Coolest thing, and it made me furious because I got the American version of the game. Neko Majin Z looks to be like an unlockable support character in Buku Resen. I saw those screenshots, and I was pissed because I got the American version of the game. But you're still happy. I am still happy. We actually don't know if he's in the American version yet or not. I'm going to guess no. Yeah, I mean, if they took Kuriza out of uh, Budokai 3, was that? No. See, that's the difference. That game came out in ja- uh, in Japan after our version, so oh. that was an extra. <laughs> okay, okay. The Japanese and American versions of Buku Resen, Supersonic Warriors 2, essentially came out at the same time. Gotcha. So there's a chance he's in there. I'm sorry, I'm lousy at knowing this stuff. That's okay. You I'm can, not the gamer of the you, crowd. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Try as you might, it shan't happen. So, Z looks like he's a support character. At first I thought he was a fully playable character, and then someone on my forum said, um read the kana and i was like oh i'm retarded it says support character but uh we don't know how to get him yet the details on how to unlock him are supposed to come out in the january 21st v jump which is today in japan and i'm supposed to have at least two people picking this magazine up for me so i hope we find out how to get him so hopefully by the time you actually hear this i'll already have up the description on the site but i don't know it depends on who gets to the store first. And if they actually want to do this for you. Well, that's true. <laughs> All right. More Japanese video game news. Yay. Super Dragon Ball Z, going around as Cho Dragon Ball Z, has a release date in Japan. April 13th, it hits the PS2. Very exciting. I love new Japanese games. You can get it for pre-order on PlayAsia already, so... uh we will have a link to that. I know that's kind of like free advertising, but it's where I get all my import games. So, um, Has anyone said if the game was any good? Um, Great question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, despite knowing two people in Japan, you're sure doing a lousy job of getting them into the arcades and finding I, I out. I keep telling them constantly, one's a Dragon Ball fan and one's a fighting game fan. And I can't get either of them to go play the stupid game. But everyone says it looks cool. It can look cool all at once, but... I know. It's Chi-Chi's in it, so I'm sold. Yep. (laughs) Chi-Chi is actually in the game. Those weren't fakes. She's in there, and she's cool, and I think she actually has a Kamehameha. Wow. (laughs) What? Yeah. Hey, I'll I'll accept it. I don't care. Okay, fine. She's got... And I think she flies on Kintone as well. That's cute. Even though that makes no sense, because she couldn't when she first tried to get on the cloud. Oh, right. She's a dirty girl. She is a dirty girl. All right, so no word on an American release, but I think it would make sense for Atari to release it, because every time they put out a game, people buy them, myself included. So free money. Pretty much. Yeah, they didn't have to pay for this game at all. They didn't have anything to do with it, so license it and release it. Easy enough. So uh, I can't wait to get it. More money out the window. And then Shin Budokai for the PSP, the Phantom game that no one knew anything about other than the title, finally has some pictures. We just got those today. We're recording this Friday. And uh, I believe the site is Jeu France. They're kind of like a French video game site. They have this little tiny picture that you can barely see anything in. But uh, Paikuhan's in the game. Sure it's Paikuhan? Yes. It's okay. not even a screenshot. It's one of those, like... Um, Screenshots in the middle of the page, and then character, like, big pictures on the side of the page. Ah. Pakuhan's on the left, Goku's on the right, so... Okay. Yay. That's neat. But we don't even know 
what kind of game it is? It looks like a fighting game. Oh. Whether or not it's a port of one of the Budokai games, we don't really know because the screenshots are about a millimeter high. But, yeah, it's uh, interesting that a, a French site has the first information on this it. This site always gets stuff first. They're just cool. Like and it's that. and it's correct? It is. It's always correct. It's not like a crappy fan site like we run. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I just hope the game is really good. That's all. Yeah, you actually have a PSP, don't you? Yes, I do. Do you have a DS? Yes, I have a DS. All right, so I'll accept it. You have a DS. Yes. Screw the PSP. There's nothing else I want to play on the PSP at all. And even though there's a Dragon Ball game coming out, that alone isn't enough to make me get it. Well, I'll go check it out if it's, if it's going to be any good. Perfect. You can get it. You can pay for it, and then you can tell me how it is. <laughs> I like this. You can come back on the show and review it. Exactly. You know what? That's a perfect plan. Exactly. Game comes out, you're getting it, you're coming on the show, and you're telling me about it. End of story. It's a like date. It's... I like setting updates, especially when they involve video games. Yes. And other men. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, anyways, <laughs> let's move on. Our subject for the week, uh, we don't have Julian, so I don't care what his answers are. Aww. But what we want to go over this week isn't, uh, like last week we went over facts and histories and we've done name puns. We're going to get back to personal opinions because people keep sending us questions and most of the questions are about opinions. So it seems like people want to hear these opinions. And I would love to share them with you because my opinions are factual correctness. As I like to think. Um, no, that's not true. I just like talking about stuff that I love. So Yeah, it's good stuff. We kind of got into this a little bit when we were asked what our favorite voice actors were. And we kind of mentioned a few lines that we really like. So I wanted to do a whole section about our favorite, like, I guess, lines and deliveries or speeches in the show. Because little do people realize Dragon Ball is not necessarily all about fighting. It's about words that they say to each other before they punch each other. So we're going to kind of go round table and say our three favorite speeches, lines, deliveries, whatever you want to call them, in the show. And we are going by the Japanese version because that's kind of what all three of us really know. So I'm going to let our guest go first. All righty. So um, we're going to go in reverse order, uh, three, two, one, one being your favorite. So I don't know if I got them right on the outline. If not, feel free to rearrange them. Okay. <laughs> but uh, what I want to say with each line is kind of why we like it. Is there something about this scene that really resonates with you? Was it the way the say you delivered it? That kind of stuff. So whatever you want to say about the line, I guess. All right. Um, beginning with number three would be this one line from the Frieza saga with non-SSJ Goku versus Frieza, maybe like two episodes after Vegeta's death. There's this one part where Goku and Frieza are fighting, and then I think Goku bites his tail. <laughs> <laughs> They're almost being choked, and he says this really cool line. It pretty much says, um, you boast too much leaving yourself open to attack. I thought that was a pretty cool line because, you know, just right after, you know, Frieza has been, you know, owning Goku for like a little bit. Yeah. You know, like Goku comes back, just bites his tail out of <laughs> all things. And and then he just gives him that line back, you know, that's just like, um, even though it's simple, I think it, um, it was a pretty like effective and witty line in the, in the series. Yeah, what I like about that is it kind of goes from crazy Goku right into total badass 
authoritative yeah, Goku. And I th- and for number two, this happens pretty late in the series. I'm sure a lot of people are very familiar with this one. This is before Majin Vegito uh, blows himself up to kill Majin Buu. Um, he says goodbye. He says. <laughs> Farewell, Bulma, Trunks, and Kakarot. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was a pretty good emotional line. Um, yeah, a little bit out of his character, but you know, he now he's now sacrificing himself for other people. So it kind of shows like he's changed throughout the series, and you know, that single moment shows that change. Yeah, he did have a couple moments throughout that fight with Goku just before, where he kind of yeah. hints at now I'm actually fighting for other people. I'm not fighting for just myself. And like you said, that line just pretty much solidifies that sentiment from him. Right. And probably my number one favorite line in the series is before Vegeta goes Super Saiyan against Android 19. There's a theme here with Vegeta. Yes. <laughs> Even the first one with Goku, it involved Vegeta dying. Badasses always get the best lines. Yeah. All right. So this line. He goes, there's something I want to know. Um, do you artificial humans tremble with fear? And then, you know, he just powers up and scares <laughs> the hell out of everybody. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just love the way his voice actor just did just did the line. I was, like, all fanboyish when I saw it on the fans. <laughs> I love the way like, that line <laughs> ends. He's just, <laughs> like, uh, doka! Like, he just, ugh! Puts that umph in it. Does he, and, does he, doesn't he say something similar, like, in the dub? Isn't the translation pretty accurate? I think it's it pretty is. accurate, but I don't think Chris... Like, does it as well, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, opinions staying <laughs> in stomach. Okay, go on. <laughs> well, yeah, anyways, well, well, actually, um, last year at Anime Expo 2005, I got to meet Vegeta's voice actor. You did, that was the coolest Oh, thing. my God! <laughs> and he, he's pretty awesome. And, like, um, there's a lot of people that will probably tell you that a lot of Japanese voice actors will probably use their natural voice on the show, but he actually does does not use his natural voice. Vegeta is actually a character voice. That's that cool. The fact that he did it for so long with the same consistent delivery. It sounds really natural and like kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say light, but he sounds he actually like has a proper. More, his, his natural voice is actually more higher pitched and wow. more relaxed. Yeah, I can see that. And actually what he tried to do is Vegeta in English, and you probably don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, I do. I want to so hear there's, it. There's a lot of people who say, they want the Japanese voice actors to speak English. No, no, no it's not, <laughs> not going to work. Very cool. And his English is pretty good, too. Well, I, I still want to hear it. I want to hear him do that Big Bang Attack line in English. Even though that's... <laughs> it is in English. It's the corniest... Well, all right. You know what I mean. Like, that whole well, speech. Well, I think in English he said, Kakarot, I'm not going to let you have the planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that, that makes sense, I yeah. guess. All right, very cool three lines. Now, with this, I'm going to turn it over to Mary and her three favorite lines from the show. All right. Um, My first one I picked is from my favorite character, because I guess I I should at least talk about him in some capacity. Um, This is when he first arrives on Earth, and everyone's meeting him for the first time, and he's the mysterious young kid, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, who is he? He's so strong. And he kind of has some witty banter going back and forth with Frieza for a little bit. And eventually he kind of gets right down to business and says, Super Saiyajin wa Son Goku-san hitori jia nai. 
Son Goku isn't the only Super Saiyan. There's another one, and he's right here. Dude, you're looking at him. And then he transforms <gasps> into Super Saiyan. And for Trunks, this is uncharacteristically badass, I think. Yeah. I mean, normally he's so quiet. And I think his first appearance is somewhat misleading because you think he's going to be some, like, super tough guy. And then as soon as the fight's over, he's like, hey, gang, I got some drinks for you. Let's sit and chill. Let's smile now. I mean, I like that part of Trunks, too, but this is the one part where you really get to see him be, like, a little... Like a little badass, and well, I think know, that's just cool. The reason is probably... And uh, don't forget the badass music that plays. Oh, yes. yeah, that helps a lot, too. Yes. I actually want to do a whole segment all about Trunks and his music. I've been saying this for years. Trunks gets the best music. I don't know why. He just has a lot of songs, and they're neat. And, you know, what I think is neat about Trunks and that whole thing, I think this is the only time when he really knew and was almost pompous about how much stronger he was than the opponent. Because when he's fighting the Jinzoningen, he's like, oh no, I can't win, I know I suck, and I'll just flail around. And this <laughs> is like, dude, you're nothing. What's interesting about this scene is that, unfortunately for us, I think we knew about Trunks before actually seeing it in Japanese, but if you were just a casual person in Japan watching this for the first time on TV, and you don't know any better, and you think Goku's the only Super Saiyan so far, this comes as a shock. You You're like, holy those, crap! Yeah, you see like, the awesome. feet land, and the jacket, and the sword, and then the hair goes, and then the music. And, yeah, <laughs> I'm just thinking, it must have been so much cooler seeing it for the first time without knowing anything about it. That must have had such a such a good impact. But yeah. it was so cool even knowing about it beforehand. Yeah. I think it's still a nice yeah. nice line, and cocky, and, and spiffy. Alright, number two line. Number two line is another Vegeta one, because like I said, he gets, he gets the best written lines, I think. This is uh, during the, the Boo Saga, and I think it's Super Saiyan 3, Goku. He's fighting Majin Boo. Majin Boo, sorry. Majin. Majin. You fighting the Majin Boo. I fight. Anywho, he's watching this fight, and he's kind of realizing, okay, you know, it's been, what, a decade and change since I first met uh, Goku and, um... Hang in there! Uh, you're number one! <laughs> and he kind of has this nice reflection back to when he first fought Goku and, you know, all their past little encounters. And it's just a nice, a nice build-up to, okay, I'm finally admitting this. You know, there goes the pride. Yeah, more character development for yeah. Vegeta. He gets good character <laughs> development, too. He does. So, yeah, I like that one, too. Just right. because he's uh, finally kind of getting over himself, over I suppose. Himself. <laughs> All right, your number one is something I totally would have had as probably my number two, but you took it, so yeah, I can't. Sorry, and this is probably a big, a big one. It's during the uh, Bardock TV special at the very end when uh, you know all hell's breaking loose on <laughs> Planet Vegeta, and uh, I guess Bardock knows how desperate the situation is, and he's like, you know what? Even though we're all gonna get killed, I know what's coming. My son is going to come, and he's going to take you out.
so this is when he says, uh, now everything changes, the fate of Planet Vegeta, my own fate, Kakarot's fate, as well as yours. This is where it ends. You get the idea. It was Look at cool. the pretty fireworks. Sabon san, Tutoria san. You got a nice amount of gay right there. So yeah. You know what? I think that fireworks line is now my favorite line in the whole show. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> I changed all my answers. <laughs> fireworks. Fireworks. Okay. So yeah, I would have picked that one too. I love that scene so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice uh, foreshadowing. I mean, even though we know what's coming. It's, <laughs> foreshadowing? It's not By foreshadowing, that point, we already know Goku's fighting Frieza. I know. Yeah. So it's like back I don't know, but did Bardock think he was going to win, though? He <laughs> did think he was going to win for about a fraction <laughs> no, of a second. He, he looked all surprised when his, his blast was like, oh, he's like holy crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. that, the death ball just ate my attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, good answer, good answer. So now it's up to me. My three favorite lines... I don't know if these are my three favorite, but you guys picked some of mine, so I had to come up with others. My number three is something I think the first time I saw it was when I downloaded the QuickTime clip of it from Raditz's homepage back in, like, 98 or so, and I don't even think it was subtitled. But then I got the movie, and it was awesome. This is Trunks in movie seven, when Best he... movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... 13 just, like, broke Vegeta's back or something. <laughs> and Trunks fires his blast at him. And the line's really corny, because he's like... Yo, I'm Trunks, and I'm from the future. <laughs> but just his, I don't know, like, confidence in how Goku is going to kick this guy's ass, and he doesn't even care that he's about to get blasted. Just the delivery in it is really cool. And uh, I just like the whole thing about right here, right now, Goku's going to beat you. And I just like that. So that's my number three. Good my choice. number two. Yeah, go ahead. I'm the only one. I picked the GT line. <laughs> no, it's not canon. <laughs> oh, it's not part of the manga. <laughs> Doriyama didn't write that line, so it doesn't count. I don't care. And it's not even a character that says it, so this is even more weird. But I'm 23 years old. I cry like a freaking baby <laughs> still every time I watch this. And this is one of the first tapes I got. It was raw back then. You know, I think I still can't watch the subtitle because I'm so used to watching it raw. But it's the last episode of GT. And it's during that big montage at the end. And Don Don's playing and showing all the highlights. I don't even care so much about that. It's the stuff the narrator says. And it just, like, sums up how much I think I really just feel about Goku. I don't know if he's my favorite character, but looking at Goku makes me smile. And the narrator just says, that's the Goku we all loved. And Goku turns around, he smiles, and I start crying, and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, and this is where the story of Dragon Ball ends. And it's a combination of the narrator, the song, and Goku flying off on Kintone with Noibo. And I'm just like, oh, I'm a grown man, and I have to cry now. <laughs> 
Yeah, if there's one thing I think GT nailed, it was the ending. Yes, yeah, like better. having an I'll ending. I'll admit that. <laughs> I mean, not just like, yay, GT's over, thank <laughs> God, but a nice sentimental ending yeah. is yeah. a good payoff. All right, now I'm collecting myself because I'm thinking about this <laughs> Break scene. out the Kleenex. <laughs> oh, I need tissues. Oh. My number one line, This, even with the stuff you guys picked, I think this is my number one. And the dub, another thing, dub shat on. <laughs> number 16's <laughs> speech to Gohan right before the big crush. And I think one of the reasons that dub sucked was like, eh, Gohan, <laughs> you have to fight. But, um... Yeah, I remember. The life I love. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the few Cell episodes I actually watched. When it was, we all watched this one. This is like the big moment. We're like, oh, how's the dub gonna mess this one up? So, uh, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the Japanese version. And another one of my heterosexual crushes, Hikaru Midorikawa, who played number sixteen. He also played Paiko Han, and he played like all the fangirl favorites, like Hiro and Gundam Wing, and one of my favorites, Mikagami and Flame of Rekka. And Tamahome. And Tamahome. All right, yeah, Tamahome from Fushi. And Zogadis. Okay, he played sixteen, <laughs> and he had. Oh man, he just nailed this line, and he knows. I mean, it's just his head. He knows he's broken. He knows he's dead. And he just gives Gohan that delivery, like he knows he's about to push him over the edge. Gohan, I liked you. The animals and the animals. You have to protect me. I'm telling you. And the way he ends it, just that I'm counting on you. Like, oh, that is so powerful. No music in the background either. Awesome. Just awesome, awesome, awesome. Ah. <sighs> 16. You sucked as a character, but your voice was so sexy. <laughs> so, nice summary. Yeah. Now, this isn't all we're going to talk about for our favorite deliveries and lines. I'm actually throwing in one more, and Caster, you don't know about this, but I know you're going to agree with it completely. We're doing okay. a dub line. A dub line, huh? Favorite example of delivery from the dub, hands down, no question about it, your favorite character, what line is it? Oh, hold on, I'm still thinking. You don't know which line this is? I'm shocked. Should we give a hint? Well, it's not exact. Well, I think it's maybe one of my favorite characters. Not my favorite character that you're talking about, though. Take take it. Take a guess. What, what do you think I'm talking? It's it's the Ocean Group. Um, I th- think it's Piccolo's line in the Saiyan Saga. Nope. Oh, it's not. It's not no, that one. It's, it's Vegeta. Come on. Oh man. It involves extreme rage. Okay, I I, okay. <laughs> I know it now. <laughs> you want to skate my <laughs> Yes. When Brian Drummond first started doing Vegeta, I know a lot of fans that were fans of the Japanese version weren't too sure about him and where the voice was going to go. I liked him right away. And by season two, I think he really convinced everyone. Like, even though this wasn't the same way that Ryo Horikawa played the character, this was, like, a voice for Vegeta. And this is the best example of delivery in the dub. Like, 
I can picture this guy screaming his balls off in a recording booth doing this line. This is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. And it's just oh, yeah, one of my... Yeah, the Japanese version is nowhere near as good as it, No, it's, it's not. And that shocks and surprises I and know. appalls me. <laughs> it appalls you. It's yes. strong language. Yes. So, Brian um, has... Drummond, we miss you. Um, has anyone heard the redub version of it with Chris? I refused to watch it when yeah, it aired. I, I think... think I could... Didn't we hear it? I no. think we kind of had it on TV, or maybe I, maybe I read someone talking about it online, but I don't think it was as strong. I think you read me and Caster talking about it. Okay, maybe that was it. <laughs> I'm imagining conversations. I, I didn't watch it, because, like, one of the reasons I can't watch that redub is because I feel it destroys my precious memories of the first two seasons, <laughs> the way I fell in love with it. So I don't want to, like, ruin this perfect exactly. vision I have, but, yeah. So, Brian Drummond, I miss you. And I know that they went and they did it in the UK, but the direction was terrible, so... Yes, very bad. Screw them. <sighs> good times. Yeah, good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. <laughs> All right, so those are our favorite lines. And like I said, I don't care what Julian's answers are, because he didn't want to be on the podcast today. So He's too busy being cultured. I don't even know what he's doing. But Releases. Let's get into a new subject. Once again... Just Ultimate Uncut Edition, Volume 7. Yay. A whopping three episodes. Woohoo! Yay, but it's when Vegeta and Apple land, so... Okay. We, we've said this for like three weeks, so I don't think anyone even cares anymore. Volume 7, called Back from the Dead, January 24th, episodes 19 through 21. If you want it, go buy it. The end! Yay! Hey. Time for audio emails! We got like ten or so this week. And I just can't play them all. I'm, I saved all of them. I'm going to get to all of them eventually. A couple of them are like full episodes about stuff that I want to do. So I'm definitely not going to play those couple. I think I want to get through at least five of these. We'll see what we get to. First one is from Great Siaman. Not Siaman, Siaman. Hey guys, this is your regular audio email guy, also known as Great Siaman. I live in New Jersey and my question is, what are your thoughts on the whole Piccolo versus Supreme Kai thing? I've seen a lot of different translations that complicate things, but I know that Viz has Piccolo saying to Goku after he forfeits that Supreme Kai is a different order of being. The answer to this is, um, I don't know. I think the Kami in Piccolo just sense that Kaioshin is way above him in the god hierarchy, so his concession in the fight is just, dude, you're Kaioshin, I can't fight you. Do you guys... I, I buy that, yeah. Yeah, I think that's... And I don't think Piccolo really quite knew, like, that he was Kaioshin or what rank or etc. He knew this guy was above him. So, the sweats and the I don't want to fight you. I don't think it had a lot to do with power, because when it came down to it, I think Piccolo probably could have kicked his ass. Do we even <laughs> see Kaioshin ever fight? We, I don't remember. I'm really bad at remembering anything Yeah, I think we do. I don't them. remember who against... I only watched those episodes, like, once. Yeah, me too. Um, I think he tried to hit Majin Buu once. Yeah. That was it. I can I can picture him blasting from his hand. So I know he did something in the show, but they keep throwing him in video games, even though he did like Jack. So yeah, I guess it's more of a rank thing, like you said. That sounds reasonable. If you buy it, I buy it. Next question. Let's hit it up. Hey guys, this is Damon from Chicago, or Zodiac Grave from the forums, where I made a whopping one post in the introduction section. Uh, to start out with, I love your podcast, and thanks for putting out such a quality product just for the love of it all. Anyway, I have a couple of questions for you. First of all, I'm curious to hear your opinions on Movie 4, which is called Lord Slug in the US, or, somewhat strangely, Super Saiyajin the Son Goku in Japan. I remember it used to get some hate back in the day of PlanetNamic.com, but after seeing it, I have to say that I don't really know where it all comes from. I mean, sure, 
The plotline involving a bitter old Namekian wanting to turn Earth into a vehicle is a bit derivative and lame, but we've seen worse. Personally, I'd have to say that I like it more than movies 3 or 5, for instance, but what do you think? Next, while we're on the topic of the movies, what are your general thoughts on them? I'm a huge fan, as they're basically hour-long condensed nuggets of everything we love about DBZ, but I suppose one could argue that they're a bit too derivative at times, and that they can seem like cash-ins. Finally, and these two are really short and go hand-in-hand, hand, which do you feel is the best DBZ movie, and which movie villains do you like the most? I'm going to predict that the answers will be Movie 12 and Janimba. Thank you very much, and keep up the good work. I don't like Movie 4, because it is the Piccolo Daimao arc sucking. It's a big Namek who wishes for his youth, and fights Goku. I've seen this before. Yeah, except this is well animated. Yeah, but it sucked. <laughs> True. I don't quite know what it, what was it about this movie that sucked. I don't even remember the movie. Honestly, I watched it twice in my life. Once when I bought the fan sub, and then once again a few weeks later to see if it really did suck as hard as I thought it did, and it did. So yeah. I haven't watched it since 1998 or nine. I've watched it three times. Same thing. Once when I got the fan sub, once again to see if it really sucked that much, and then again when we got the DVD. And yeah, yeah. It, it still sucks. Yeah, I think I watched it three times the same way too. <laughs> um, I didn't hate it that much because everyone else hated it, so I tried <laughs> to like it. But but this is before I saw the Piccolo Daimo arc, and then after that, I said, "No, nah, yeah, yeah, movie four sucks compared to this." Try as you might, it it sucks. So I don't know. It just yeah, all the other movies are really derivative too, but this one just seemed like they just copied and pasted a script and took out all the important emotional things from it and made a bad movie. I don't know. I can't even embellish upon it. I just don't like it. So, boo movie four! Favorite movie and favorite movie villain? I'm gonna slide these off because we got questions for Caster at the end of the show and we're gonna make him answer them there. My favorite movie, I don't know, movie nine or twelve? How about, Mary, you've answered this. I I like seven and nine. Yeah. And thirteen. And my favorite villain, uh, 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 Janemba? No, that's too fanboyish. He he just yells. Favorite movie villain, I'm going to say... Oh, God, they all suck. Bio Broly. (laughs) (laughs) It's mine! (laughs) Stomp, stomp, sludge. (laughs) Yeah, sure, I'll go with mutant clone Broly. Aw, that's not your real answer, though. I don't have a real answer. I'll I got one, but I can't say his name because then I'll get yelled at. Tardis. Thank you. Yeah, I can't say it the way you say it. I, I say even, it like a dubby. I don't even try to say it like an English name. I just say it like I'm Japanese. I kind of just did and hope that it sounds like something. I like that answer. All right, before we get on random tangents of us sounding retarded, let's go to the next question. Hey, Mike, Mary, and Julian. This is Majin Gojira from New Jersey. I was wondering... What is the probability of there ever being a compilation disc of DVD games from the Famicom and Super Famicom eras? I don't think they ever will, even in Japan, but especially in North America, because they would have to translate them all. And all of these games had lots of text. You don't think they'd re-put them out in Japan? Even with all the resurgence of like all these video games and merchandise coming out lately? No, and I'll tell you why I don't think they will. Because when the revolution comes out, they're going to be up for download. Ah! Oh. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think Point of that. Point well taken, sir. Yeah. 
Now, whether or not we'll be able to download Japanese games in our revolution, I kind of doubt it, but that's what I'm thinking. I, I think it'll be interesting, we're kind of getting into like a video game subject here, but I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of compilations actually come out in the future, especially on the Nintendo side, when you can just download them. And they're even going to have cool stuff where you can like replace sprites in games and play Zelda as Mario or something, so... Or Zelda's Goku. Or Zelda, oh my god! <laughs> or Zel- Linka's Trunks. Oh, the sword. Awesome. Wow, so you can, like, hack their own games legally. All right, I'm getting the Japanese Revolution and hooking up to Japanese internet because it's different than the American internet, and <laughs> it'll be awesome. <laughs> so, no, I don't think they will because in the U.S. they'd have to translate all the text, and I don't think they're going to pay Steve to translate 16-bit games from a decade ago, and uh, Japanese will just download them. And all the U.S. fans download them anyways, so it's kind of like a lose-lose situation for everyone. As cool as it would be, because my Super yeah, Butoden... Hyperdimension is still awesome. Yes! <laughs> and my Super Butoden 3 cartridge is missing, possibly thrown out by my little sister, so that sucks. And now that I'm depressed, let's go to the next question, because it's funny. Hi, this is Jace from the Ginyu Force. I just want to know how comes I'm allowed to curse and swear in the dub and in the latest game, and everyone else is not allowed to? Is it because in America these words have different meaning? Anyway, got to go now. Me and the captain are trying to make up new poses. Why can he... <laughs> Why can he curse in the dub? I don't know. Apparently, if you speak in an accent, you're allowed to say dirty things. And get away with it. Is this in the redub? I think so. Okay. Well, doesn't uh, isn't there a lot of cursing? I mean, as far as this show goes in the dub in the recent episodes? Yeah, especially towards the end is what I hear. But even in the games, I think he says a couple things. I don't know. This is one of those things where I don't even have an educated guess for an answer. Because it's Funimation. So I'm like, oh, bye-bye, logic. I, I don't know. You go ahead and pick out your new poses and curse all you want, bud. And the last question comes from Majin Metroid. Hey, VGDUEX, this is Majin Metroid on the boards. Can you explain why the animation quality varies from episode to episode throughout Dragon Ball Z? This question came to mind when I was viewing the 7th Ultimate Uncut DVD. All three episodes focus on Goku's training with Kaiosama, and the last episode is noticeably much better looking. Also, is there a list of all the episodes that were done this well? Thanks. I hear you used to have a section about... Animation and the different animations. Yes, we things. did. All right, so why don't you attempt to go through this one? Well, apparently, um, Dragon Ball Z was an ongoing show, so Toei Animation had to license it to three different animation companies in Korea, I think. So one episode, you'll have a good artist. One episode, you'll have a decent artist. And then another episode, you'll have a really bad artist where their faces <laughs> are all squashed. <laughs> and terrible looking. And there's no detail to anyone. Everyone's walking around with, like, triangles. Yeah, so, like, mostly to get the episodes out in their time frame and, you know, to get them out really fast. So that's why they had to give the three different animation companies. Yeah, they had a weekly schedule. I mean, this pretty much ran for a decade week to week with a few, like, holidays and a couple random things. But otherwise, every week there had to be a new DBZ episode. So if it costs less and you get a bad product, so be it. You Quality be damned. Yeah. I actually heard rumors that it hurt the animators' wrists to animate DBZ. That oh wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> That's pretty old, old rumor. I <laughs> wow. DBZ was hardcore. It was killing animators. <laughs> <laughs> this just ends. DBZ kills animators. News at 10. 
all the important episodes had, you know, like, the A-team because they were important. I think another issue was the fact that the good animators they had working on the movies, so occasionally you might have blocks of kind of decent to really bad-looking episodes because that might yeah. might have been a time of the year where yeah. the A-team was out working on, a, you know, movie 8 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this isn't just DBZ. This was, you know, every show ever. Well, back then, before uh, the digital age. animated by Toei. <laughs> That's true. Sailor Moon kind of had the same problem. There's some really, really crappy animation days. Yeah. I know you can never tell. You're like, I can't tell. Well, they all look bad to me. Oh, some look good. <laughs> so, I guess that's kind of an answer. Did you have a list when your site was up of what were good episodes or anything like that? Um, we actually, um, we just had, had a list of general animators we took from Die Mouse site. Gotcha. Um, but we didn't really have a big list because it, it probably would have taken a long time. Y- to yeah, do. you would have to watch every episode. And I haven't seen every episode yet still <laughs> to this day. <laughs> All right, so there's our half answer. So those are the audio emails for the week. We had more, um, a couple more regular questions, but we'll try to hit them up next week. And we had a couple long questions, which will get their own episodes. And not just because you asked, but because I was planning them for them too. So yay, everyone. If you would like to send in audio emails, you can send them to my attention. Just record yourself um, and send them to me. You can get the email address off of our site. And we do have one text email this week. Uh, We didn't really get many text questions for the week, but we got this one with a plea to read it. So I'm going to read this. And this email comes to us courtesy of Mr. Grabowski. I enjoyed listening to the podcast today because it gave me the opportunity to hear my only son's voice and find out what he's been doing in Kyoto. He hasn't emailed his parents in nearly two weeks, so I would appreciate it if you would embarrass him during the next podcast by reading this email and asking him to email his loving parents more often, send pictures, and update his Japan blog. After all, we did get him that nice new power book. So, uh, Julian... Dude, email your parents every once in a while. Come on. They bought you nice stuff, and your dad was really nice. So what's your problem, man? Those were our text emails for the week. And that's the guilt trip of the week. Yes. Oh, I was actually kind of hoping Julian would pop up during the episode. He was having lunch. I don't know. But he never showed up, so he will download this episode like all of you, and yeah. Get an embarrassment Dude, email your parents. Come on. You're in Japan. Email your parents. Before we end the episode, we have our quick questions for Caster. Say that really fast. Quick questions for Caster. I think I have all of them because I didn't write them down ahead of time, so I had to like quickly fast forward through an old episode to make sure I have them. So I hope I got them all. And if not, we will ask you later and write them down. So let's go. You ready? Ready. All right. Favorite hero? Favorite hero. Maybe a tie between Piccolo and Goku at times. Favorite villain? Definitely Vegeta. <laughs> Saw that one coming. Favorite planet? I would probably have to say Earth, because that's where most of Dragon Ball Z happens <laughs> That's where it takes place. Favorite? Well, then there's planet Namek. Yeah, that's yeah, Namek's too green. I know you it don't. It hurts to look at. I know you don't like Namek. But this <laughs> isn't about you. Ah, sorry. <laughs> Favorite movie? Definitely movie seven. Because of Vegeta? Uh, mostly because <laughs> you you have Vegeta, Trunks, and Goku going Super Saiyan in one movie. Yes. And, like, they, you know... They just kick a lot of ass in that movie. <laughs> Favorite saga? The Android slash Cell saga. Favorite song? Oh, man. This is a lot of, I have a lot of them in Dragon Ball Z. Um, if I had to narrow it down to one, it would be the Bardock special ending, Hikari no Tavi. Oh, the song is gorgeous. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful song. Yes. All right. Favorite game? 
let's see, it used to be Legends for the PS1, but I'm starting to... I think my favorite game is now Sparking, also known as Budokai Tenkaichi here. Is that because it's the one you're playing right now? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And and I think it's the closest to the show. Yeah, I I agree. As much as I, like, put the game aside, it's the game that feels like you're playing the show. Favorite Super Saiyajin level? Hmm. I kind of like the base level the best, but I also kind of like level two. Yes. Yes, good answer. And finally, favorite Bulma haircut? Let's see. I think the one uh, during the last Namek episode when they're wishing everybody back on Earth. I would say that that one's the best. Which one is that? Is that still she kind of has long hair and her bangs are kind of oh, a little bit spiky-ish, I, I think. I remember that one. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Those are your questions. I think I All missed right, one. I don't know. We'll make up another one on the spot. Um, favorite Daisenshu EX member? That's <laughs> the real question. John um, Allen. <laughs> Good answer. Um, no, I don't have any other questions. Aww. So I think that is the episode for the week. That was a fun one. Yeah. yeah right. I, I like ones where we just babble about things in the show. Yes. So you are going to come back when Shin Budokai comes out, and you're going to tell me how great it is and how much yes, I need I to will. get a PSP. And if I don't, it sucks. <laughs> that worked. If the game sucks, you're dead in the gutter somewhere because yes. it, cause it this sucks. This is so horrible. <laughs> I just died with the suckiness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So big thanks to Caster Troy for joining us this week. Is there anywhere people can visit you online? Um, I have a personal site, castertroy.net. It's you know just this little site where I put my videos and and other crap. I don't really update it that much, so. But you've had some new videos, so if people want to check those out, they can. Yeah. And as well as videos, you've been helping coordinate the retro video game projects. Yeah. So definitely check that out. Especially the one with my Street Fighter video, because yeah. I, I was there. Yeah, definitely get it. Definitely <laughs> get that one. <laughs> All right. And uh, thanks to Mary for joining us again. Thank you very much. You're Maybe I'll even right, update someday this century. <laughs> I know we say that. Like, so when are you going to update next? But... I think I've given up on asking that question. Yeah. But Temple of Trunks can be found at... TempleOtrunks.com And for Julian Grabowski and Vegito EX, that being me, you can find Daizenshu EX at www.daizex.com. Yeah, so check us out. We have a forum you can hop over to and type correctly on. That'd be cool. And we have our <laughs> we have our chat room and we have our email addresses. You can email us. How awesome is that? Wow, technology. Wow. Yeah. We take text emails and audio emails. We are so advanced. So please send us questions. We'll try to answer as many as we can each week. So uh, next week, maybe Julian, maybe not. Maybe a topic. Maybe a topic. My plan for next week would be to talk about how cool Nekomaji Z is in Buku Resen and how great Super DBZ is because Julian's going to go to an arcade. He's going to get me this issue of V-Jump. It'll be awesome. And I'm probably way off base. But, you know, because he's studying. He's busy. He's going to school. Whatever, dude. Go play video games. And email your dad. Yeah, be a good boy. <laughs> Listen to your father. <laughs> so, thank you everyone for checking us out this week. We will see you next week. Thank you and Sarabadon. Merry Castor, so stay. Julian. <laughs> 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 <laughs>